Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hour number two here over time on a Saturday here in the District of Columbia. Toby Altizer with you up until 315. We'll take you over to Capitals Hockey then. Right now, it's time to get out to the BetQL guest hotline and bring in our guest from CBS Sports Radio from the Bart Winkler Show, if you couldn't guess. Bart Winkler. Bart, what's going on, man? Toby! What's happening in the DMV today? Oh, nothing much. It's just the same old discussion we're going to have until the end of April. We're talking about the NFL draft and what the commanders should do with the second overall pick. So I ask you, national radio host, what should the commanders do with that pick? Well, good question. Um, <laughs> it's so dependent on like what the Bears do, well, isn't and, it? And, and this is what we were talking about. I said that there's a couple of options here for them. They can trade up and take Caleb Williams. They can stay where they're at and take Drake May or Jaden Daniels. They can trade down. I said that's not an option. And they could take something other than quarterback. I said that's not an option. And so I've been kind of saying that if they think Caleb Williams is that guy – they should trade up for him. Do you think that is something that they should really consider, or is that something where they're probably just going to stay there, the Bears are, and take Caleb Williams? I feel like the Bears are going to end up staying. And I'm not – I have no – you know, I have no sources. I have <laughs> I have no inside track, so don't, don't be like, oh, this guy said. I don't know. Um, it does seem like, though – this is an opportunity for them that they don't want to pass up, even though, like, I know he's can't miss, and I know, you know, there's been so much good stuff on Caleb Williams. I haven't done the breakdown of these guys like some of the draft guys have. I just know that every time as a college football consumer that I tuned, uh, turned in, you know, turned on a USC game, uh, Caleb, yeah, I mean, Especially when he's placing facing pro defenses, it, it wasn't always the best. Now I know that you know you, you're not completely judging past results on future performance. Um, I just I wonder with with how many quarterbacks there are that are in this draft. Even guys like you know Michael Penix or uh, Daniels, like you mentioned, or, or Drake May. 
I don't know that I don't I don't know that giving up a ton of assets to get one guy is entirely the right move if there's so many other guys that that might work out. Now you look at any draft class, okay, and I I could say that a few years ago, like, oh, why would you give up why would you give up all this for, you know, Josh Allen, why wouldn't you go for well, Josh Rosen's in that draft, Baker Mayfield goes one, Lamar falls at thirty two, he's probably the best one of them all. So I don't know, but if they really like their quarterback, I guess you do whatever it takes to get them. But even just trading up one spot, that is going to cost a lot because the Bears have the one spot, but they've got so many other teams I think that that they can trade with. So I think that's the question is Washington, are they willing to give up, you know, more picks in this draft, take next year, possibly players, to, to get their guy? Do they view Caleb Williams as that much better than everybody else? I think that's the big question. Well, and that's what I think is so intriguing because the way I laid it out earlier was, are you going to feel stupid in five years if you stayed at two and you took your guy and he might be solid, but Caleb Williams is the dude that everyone has talked him up to be for the last two years and you weren't willing to give up, say, pick number 40 in a first next year or you weren't willing to give up your two number twos this year or whatever the case may be. That's kind of how I look at it. But to me, it just seems like Chicago, if they're smart, if you're Ryan Poles, you've got to take Caleb Williams, right? I think obviously everything comes down to what they do with that number one pick for the NFL draft, but it just seems to me they can get a crazy haul. They'd be pretty stupid not to just take Caleb Williams at one. See, that's why I ultimately think I, – I so the more that I like sway towards what I think they should do or when I come to a – like decision of, you know, what I, how I want to answer this question, the more I think I get to one point, I start to I, like the other side really starts to like <laughs> devil advocate with myself. Yeah. Cause I think you want to do, and, and, and they're going to get, this is going to get talked about how, well, the bears, you know, they missed on Patrick Mahomes. They don't want to do this again. Completely different regimes, completely different time, completely different draft. But I wonder if it does like kind of, you know, it's a dark cloud over the organization a little bit is that they they really whiffed on a quarterback decision. They're seeing it play out constantly, how great Mahomes is in another Super Bowl already this weekend, as you know. Um, and it just seems like they don't want to have that regret. Uh, a lot of times with these decisions, the way I would look at it is, what am I going to regret? Like the least, yeah. Is that what, what? That's not what's better for me. It's what's going to be. What's going to be harder to live down if I don't do it? If they, if they trade out, then the Caleb Williams career is always going to be tied to the Bears, just like Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, you kind of move on and, and forget about it. But I'll tell you, a lot of times when I like see the Bears or I see Mahomes, even if it's not well, it's the Chiefs versus the Bears. I I think about it. I think about it for them. I think about what happened. But then if I say, "All right, that's why," so they're gonna they're gonna lock in. They're gonna take Caleb Williams. But the amount of assets that you can get for Caleb or for the number one pick, assuming it's Caleb, could be more than what they got a year ago. And the Bears, who have made some trades midseason, uh, they are trying to like compete right away if they get Caleb Williams I think 
they're going to want to compete right away. Either way, no matter who their quarterback is, they are building a decent roster. With Chicago, it hasn't worked out in a long time, but I do think they are doing the right things. I think they are taking the right approach. So then what do you do with this? You can get so much talent uh, in the draft, or even if you know players are involved, whoever they trade with, if they do, and you have a guy that I still think is pretty good in Justin Fields, and I think you can compete. But then again, with the contract, and you're going to have to throw that fifth-year op- uh, player option at him, and then you're going to have to you know extend him, and then this is an opportunity to reset the rookie clock. So it's all it's all the same stuff that everyone's saying. It's just I don't I don't know. I don't know how you make a decision. I really think that what the Bears have to do, I think, like, we're going to have two months to talk about this. I won't get tired of it. No. I, I think this is one of the most incredible, like, well, one th- marks of, you know, points of demarcation lines of the history of the NFL tell me that, that we're going to ever see. This is huge. Well, one thing that doesn't get brought up because the Panthers made the wrong pick, or maybe Bryce Young turns out to be good down the road, but imagine if C.J. Stroud was the first pick last year and we were looking at it, wow, the Bears passed on Stroud to stick with Fields, and they kind of have that same opportunity to do that again this year, like you said with Caleb Williams, where he'll forever be tied to the Bears. So I think that that pick and basically what we're going to be talking about until the NFL draft is incredibly intriguing. (laughs) Obviously here in Washington with the second pick, I'm all aboard. I love talking about this stuff because I think it's super intriguing because it can change the course of multiple franchises, not just even Washington, not just even Chicago, but New England's there at three. You think maybe another team wants to come up and get a quarterback. You know, Denver's even being talked about maybe coming up to get a quarterback. So this could really change the course of a lot of teams because of this quarterback draft. Well, and that's why if you're Washington – and if you're trying to figure out what Washington should do, um, I'm with you. I mean, you're not you're not drafting any lower than two. And you, you're you're up here. Uh, you, you get a quarterback. You're going to get your pick of basically whoever you want, other than one guy. We're assuming it's Caleb Williams. But if you do want to trade that one pick, I don't think it's just a matter of finding the right agreement between Chicago and Washington for both sides to be happy with the swap. It's also, we got to, we got to outbid everybody else. Yeah. We got to outbid new England. We got to outbid Denver, like you said. And I think from the bears perspective, you know, I think what the bears need to do is they need to drive a hard bargain. They, they need to tell these teams, Hey, we got it's a minimum a first round pick next year. Like this is what we're getting offered elsewhere. And even if that's not the case, they need to have a like play poker with this. If you're Chicago, really drive up, really drive up the price until you get an offer that you can't refuse. Because even if you, even if you like talk somebody out of it, or or the price is too high, and then nobody, oh, I, I, I would have traded the number one pick, but Chicago wanted too much. Okay, for Chicago, then it's like, well, fine. We'll just take Caleb Williams. They are in such a great position to really maximize this. I just don't know, like, I don't know what they are going to do, and I don't know what they should do. Because what if they like a different quarterback also? Like, I think uh, a lot of us think Caleb Williams or Justin Fields. But what if they like a different quarterback? What if they think, yeah, we can still go down. We like this quarterback. 
maybe we do keep fields for a while and and then eventually trade them. There's just a lot of options. There's so much at play, and it really is fascinating. I don't, I don't know what a you know if you're sitting there at two, if you're sitting there at three, like I, I think that that that's more miserable than sitting at one <laughs> in terms of the process and the stress and the anxiety. Like it's not miserable. They're, these teams are going to get good quarterbacks if that's what they choose. But if you are not in the driver's seat, like. Washington's going to hear a lot of information, and I don't know how much of it's going to be true about what they would have to give up to get this pick, and it's going to be like excruciating, I think. Talking with Bart Winkler from CBS Sports Radio, you can hear the Bart Winkler show 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. most nights here on The Fan. So looking ahead to the Super Bowl, I know you're a big Niners guy. (laughs) I know you're a big Brock Purdy fan. What do you think happens tomorrow night? So both of these, Toby is uh, joking by the sound of our <laughs> laughter. I despise the 49ers uh, as a Green Bay Packers fan, I will, I will say. Um, they always – I was getting mad um, at Chicago Bears fans because when the Packers get bounced in the playoffs, it's like the Chicago Bears Super Bowl. And now I realize, you know what, I can't do the same thing because every year the Packers – they do make the playoffs, but then they lose in some awful fashion. Well, I just like last year the Packers didn't make the playoffs, and I know it wasn't the same here with the Eagles, but uh, Eagles and Chiefs. I was just like, hey, a Super Bowl that I can just watch. I don't, <laughs> I don't need one of these teams to lose because they made they made me feel sad three weeks ago. As far as the game, you've got you've got like two guys, these quarterbacks, that you can't bet against. Okay, you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. You can't do it. You shouldn't do it. What the Chiefs have done, taking the baton from the Patriots dynasty is incredible. It's really insane. Uh, It's really kind of annoying and frustrating, (laughs) but they have done it. Patrick Mahomes is essentially, you know, he's the new Tom Brady. He's always there. He's great. Wins MVPs, Super Bowl MVPs. He's Tom Brady. On the other hand, I don't know how you bet against this team. I don't know how you bet against that guy. And you have Brock Purdy, who's kind of like, you know, Tom Brady right now, where in those early years people were saying, oh, how good is Brady? Is it just like the coaching? Is it the weapons around him? Especially in the early years, it was the defense. You've got two guys who seemingly the football gods love. I don't know how the football gods are going to decide which one of these guys loses um so it's really tough because of how well you know the Niners have been able to come back even when like okay the Packers it looked like the Packers might win but the Lions were going to the Super Bowl and then somehow the 49ers came back there ultimately I think with what we've seen from Purdy in the playoffs there have been one or two plays where he is essentially giving the football away he will throw it right at an opposing team's defender. The Packers weren't able to cash in on that, and the Lions weren't able to cash in on that. Can the Chiefs cash in on that? And I don't think Mahomes is going to offer up the same sort of um, you know, turnover chance. So I do, I do like looking at this and trying to make a real prediction. I always try to think, 
all right, you have to make this. Pre- I, I, I don't want to waver on predictions, so I go like, all right, if you don't make this prediction, you, if you don't get it right, you will die. <laughs> we'll predict it. That's what, I, that's what I try to do so that I can really. So I would say the Chiefs, but there's a weird part of me that thinks these stupid 49ers are going to get it done. So I, I will take the Chiefs. But I, I don't know. This is why the Super Bowl is so interesting because I, it could go. I don't think the Chiefs are going to get blown out. But any other scenario, I would, I would totally see happening. And there's so many like, like with the draft, there's so many options here yeah. that that could happen. Last one, real quick here, talking with Bart Winkler from CBS Sports Radio, the Bart Winkler Show. Brock Purdy, it's so interesting because you know I listen to your show most nights, and you're obviously been talking about Brock Purdy a lot. It's so interesting because America loves underdog stories. It's something that we just love watching. Rudy's a famous football movie because it's an underdog. You know, it's so many different things because we love underdogs. And there's a guy who was literally nicknamed Mr. Irrelevant because he's the last pick in the draft. And in his second year, he's going to start a Super Bowl. And so many people hate this guy. Why, why is that? Well, I think what's happened, I do think that it's really hard to figure out how good he is, and that is polarizing for some reason. Um, because I think what's happening is, and I went through this the other day, where Brock Purdy, we watch him, and then a 49ers fan will say, hey, Brock Purdy's, Brock Purdy's good, man, wow. And then what the rest of the country was saying was, yeah, 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 I, 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 think, that, I think that Purdy's, I think he's all right. Um, and then the Niners fans here, whoa, 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 whoa. You just said you, you think he's all right. No, no, no. He's not, no, he's, he's not just good. He's like, I mean, he's a shade of Joe Montana over here. So they're, you know, they're already escalating. And then we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's not Joe Montana. And then, so now we're like, in fact, you know, he's kind of, he's not even top 10 quarterback. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not even, he might be top 10. It's just like a weird thing to fight because, you don't know how good he is because everyone on his team is really good at those positions too. The comparison I used is Draymond Green. So I think that Draymond Green was drafted in the most perfect setting that he could have been drafted to. And I'm not talking like, like just for a minute, don't think that he gets ejected all the time. But Draymond Green, his basketball ability and skills fit so perfectly with what the Warriors needed from him. And they had the guys that can shoot, you know, the threes. They had other guys that, you know, could play the five if needed. Draymond could just be the facilitator, be the enforcer, be the rebounder. He could do the things that made him the best. I don't know if, like, he doesn't have the career that he has if he was on a different team. But he found a spot where the skills he had could be heightened because he could just utilize those. I think Purdy's the same way. Like, Purdy is good, okay? He is a good quarterback. I don't think any old quarterback can come into that system and play like Purdy is. But I do think other quarterbacks can come into that system and play like Purdy is. I don't think if the Baltimore Ravens had Brock Purdy – they would have gotten to yeah. the AFC championship. I don't think even if the Lions had Brock Purdy, I don't know that they get there. But the Niners do, and 
he's good. I think what what's so interesting though is the regular season Brock Purdy is better than this playoff Brock Purdy. This playoff Brock Purdy is not as accurate as he was. Um, but then again, he's also like he's winning. He's winning, and when he needs to step up, he has that drive. When he needs that moment, he has that moment, whether it's with his arms or his legs. So it's just it's so interesting because we don't really know what we're watching. He's somewhere between above average to great. And I think the answer is he's good. But everyone like we're, well, we're arguing over we're we're arguing over is he very good or great? It's so stupid. Yeah. He's good. He's yeah. good. It's just like it's it's really dumb. He's good, but some people think he's way better than he is. And if you think that, then people here you think he sucks. I don't think anyone's saying he sucks. It's just it's really hard to tell how good he is. We're just debating how good he is. It's really weird. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think the criteria on which we judge quarterbacks has evolved and so he doesn't fit the modern criteria but if you put this dude in an offense in the 1980s and he could execute it well and he had the weapons around him we'd be looking at this guy like a Joe Montana not saying he is not saying but the fact that we just look at quarterbacks now if they can't run around and create something and we think oh they suck if they're just a a guy in the pocket but Purdy has the ability to just drop back and throw it to the right guy at the right time fairly accurately, at least he did in the regular season. And you're like, well, that's kind of boring. But for all of football history, that's been what a quarterback was. So I, I think just as the evolution of the game has come, he maybe hasn't reached what the evolved quarterback is. But in the traditional sense of the quarterback position, I think Brock Purdy is exactly that. And so I'm not going to knock him. That being said, <laughs> I'm taking Mahomes tomorrow. So, you, are, well, yeah. Are you, so yeah. you're, you're I, taking I, the Chiefs oh, tomorrow? So hard though, Toby. Yeah, you're taking the Chiefs tomorrow. Just as we wrap up, I, I will. Uh, on record, I have predicted that the Chiefs will win. I I went with a 31-22 final score. I don't know, missed two points or something, whatever. <laughs> um, but I I think that I mean the Chiefs are going to score points. You would assume both of these teams. The, the the only the only way that I don't see that many points being scored is both of these teams want to keep the other team's offense off the field, and both of these teams can run the football, and neither of these teams can defend the run. So, I think you might for all this talk about quarterbacks, it, this might be a Christian McCaffrey versus Isaiah Pacheco contest. Yeah, I mean it might just be a game manager contest, honestly, and whoever can make the couple extra plays that you need outside of the simple throws might be the one that wins it. And I'll take my chances with Mahomes to do that. Bart, appreciate the time, man. Kept you too long, but make sure you listen to uh, Bart on CBS Sports Radio. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Toby. There you heard from Bart Winkler. He joined us on the BetQL guest hotline. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Again, Bart Winkler's on CBS Sports Radio. You can hear it most nights here on the fan from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll, we'll chat with Little on the MGM National Harbor listener line. If you want to hop in, feel free, 800-636-1067. Also want to get into some things that I like that I've heard from Dan Quinn so far as the commander's head coach. We'll talk about it next here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Overtime on a Saturday here on The Fan. Toby Altizer with you till 315. Then we'll turn it over to Capitals Hockey. Looking to snap a losing streak. Three straight games with goals for Ovi. Six-game losing streak. I think we prefer both of those at the same time. <laughs> like, I, I, can we not have a losing streak and Ovi still score goals? I don't know. Maybe they can get it done today in Boston. Let's get out to Little. It's been hanging on the line. Little, what's going on? Little, you there? We'll throw Little back on hold. But I, I wanted to play this audio for you from Doug Williams. He was on the NFL Network. I know some people were like, man, this dude's spewing a little too much information about what's going on, but... Here's what Doug Williams had to say yesterday with Andrew Siciliano and Bucky Brooks on NFL Network. You got Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff, Caleb, which is connecting dots here. Doug, have you guys called the Bears yet to try to get to one? I'm, I'm going to say we hadn't at this particular time. You know, I think Adam, this is the first next week going to be the first time that Adam get a chance to sit in with, with, with the uh, scouts and, and everybody that is in personnel to, to go over, you know, what their plans are. Uh, you know, a good part about it, we're sitting in a great position because you got three great quarterbacks that, that are out there. You know, one, two, and three. Uh, but at the same time, we got the second pick, and we got four picks still within the, the first 100 picks. So at the end of the day, you know, we have great capital. Uh, we can do what we think we need to do with this football team, and that's to build it. At the end of the day, you know, if it's a quarterback, great. If it's an offensive lineman, great. If it's a defense rusher, you know, whatever way they want to go, we, we can go that way. And I think we, we got ourselves in a good position. Hold, hold on, Doug. If, if you guys take a tackle at two, <laughs> like, you, you know how people are going to react. They're going to throw stuff. Man. They're going to they throw stuff. I know D.C. They're going to throw stuff at you guys now. <laughs> well, I, I, I think, Buck, I think you know good and well. You know, I, I got to be political about this whole thing now. But, but no, I just threw it out there. But, but. You know, 9 out of 10, that, that was a good chance that we might pick one of the quarterbacks. But at the same time, you know, we got enough picks behind them to fill in those, those blanks, whether or not it's an offensive tackle, defensive end, a linebacker, what have you. So I think we're in great position. What do you make of that, Chris? Like, I don't think there's anything new there. I, I think, and also don't think that Doug Williams is necessarily 
he's not in the room with Adam Peters. Like, he's just assuming they're going to take a quarterback. I don't think there's anything there. No, and, you know, Doug was on uh, Doc's show last weekend also that I was producing, and he it, – it, it's very Doug Williams. I don't know. It, it just seems in line. I don't think there's – I don't know why it's a big yeah, well, deal. Yeah, I don't th- – you know, if you're a fan and you heard that clip, you're like, man, he's giving too much away. No, he's not. I, I don't think that anyone – anyone that knows anything about football – Here's Doug Williams say, yeah, we're probably going to take a quarterback at two and says, okay, and? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty common knowledge. It, it would be point. shocking if he was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to draft a uh, long snapper at number two, right? Then you're like, whoa. Like, right? Hey, Ron's but, not here anymore. He's not going to trade up for a long snapper. I know. <laughs> but, like, that's my point. Like, th- those kind of th- like, if you made some weird, you know, all right, oh, they're going to go with a DB for number two. What? Like, you, then everybody, I think, that's a big story. Expecting any team to not draft a quarterback at number two is kind of unusual, I think. Yeah, well, and I think that, you know, they talked about it early in the clip about trading up with Chicago. Have they made those calls? And again, I don't know how much Doug is privy to and all this stuff. You know, under the previous regime, I'm sure he was a little more involved, but it's a new new guys, right? So they got to kind of get their own thing going. And I'm sure Doug knows some things that we don't, but it's not as if he's the one making the decision. So I don't think we get make too much of it. But basically, he's like, yeah, I mean, this is going to be the first time that Adam Peters is going to be able to sit down and just basically focus on the roster with the scouts and everything. And so I don't think that there's anything to be made of it. You know, just putting a, a bow on this discussion, like, I, I don't think they're going to trade up to one. I don't think that's going to be what happens. To me, I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to take a quarterback at two, and I think it's going to be Jaden Daniels. Uh, that's at least what I would bet on right now. But I don't want to see them trade down. I don't want to see them take anything other than quarterback. But my whole point about the number one pick, it has to still be an option. I just think that that's something that they have to consider. If the price is too much or if they can't get a deal done, that's one thing. But I think it's still something that needs to be considered. I mean, I think it's just one of those, the grass is always greener and you want to go up or whatever. But I don't I don't think you bring in this new, you know, president of football operations or GM or whatever you want to call him and then expect him to start trading picks and stuff. I think we are expecting him to evaluate talent with the picks that we have and choose right for once. Have somebody's actually <laughs> yeah. choosing right with our draft position instead of constantly trying to finagle. You know, I think I think he's got to do that. And if he can't do that, then why did we hire him? You know, I mean, yeah. supposed to be the best in the game or one of the best in the game at doing this. Let's see it. Let's see it for us for once, you know? So. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I understand what you're going with. I still think they have to consider it. I want to hear from Dan Quinn here in just a couple minutes. He had something interesting to say in his introductory press conference. But first, let's get out to Little. Little, what's going on? Appreciate you hanging on. Man, Tony, thank you for taking my call. Shout out to your producer, man. Look, man, the Nostigators got everybody wide up about this number one pick, man. Chicago, what they doing to Chicago sitting back, man, watching tape of that kid when he played together, when they had their quarterback, when they played together in Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Now, I got my money on Harrison, the number one pick. Really? Dan Williams going to fall right in our lap, man. We ain't going to have to trade up for nothing. That's how it's going to go. I got Harrison number one. Unless a team jump out there and want to get their whole house up, all their cars, for the next three, four, five years for two, three number one picks. Man, I'm telling you, man, another thing. I'm going to say this to I'm going to get off the line. Man, the lights are too bright. In the beginning of the Super Bowl, we had Ball Ravens winning it all. Man, Kansas City winning Ravens' house. Took the game. Man, I'm telling you now, San Francisco, I feel sorry for Kyle Shanahan because I, I know he do, he do, man. But, man, Kansas City going to go in there, man. They may, hey, look, 
Now they gonna control the defense. They gonna control the offensive line. They gonna control the defensive line. Kansas City going in there. Man, Cal might sit that boy down, pretty man, and bring that other quarterback <laughs> in there. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough, man. But I kind of figure out if they change quarterbacks in process of the game, they may have a chance to win it. But I think the kicker gonna let it down. But I'm telling you now, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be embarrassing, man, for this kid, man, because you know Kansas City defense playing, man, like lights out, man. And I was trying to tell, I was trying to tell my man Robert for Annapolis. I'm gonna get off the phone because I kind of feel sorry for Robert from Annapolis. I told him anytime you got a happy feet quarterback, if you ain't controlling the offensive line, so it's nothing gonna happen. He's gonna struggle. He's gonna run all day like a chicken with his head cut off and try to make plays. Anytime you're not controlling the line, and KC when they control the line, anytime you can't run that ball, man, Adam, I'm telling you now. I mean, told anytime you can't run that ball, man. Now, I'm telling you, that's where it started, controlling the line on both sides. Hey, yep. look, God bless y'all. Stay up, man. Look, shout out to my man, Lou. Hey, shout out to my man, Lou. So. Little appreciate it, man. I, appreciate it. Yeah, I, I think we're going to dive into the Super Bowl a little bit more coming up in just a little bit. But I think Bart brought up a good point when we had him on last segment. I think it's going to be a lot of running the football. I think both teams are going to be able to run it. And I think it's going to come down to a handful of plays, like any football game does, really. But... I think it's going to come down to a handful of plays where can Kansas City come away with the bad throws from Purdy? Does Mahomes put the ball in harm's way? Or can he do something with the Mahomes magic? Or can Purdy come up with something with his legs? Or find a way to create some magic himself? So I think it's just going to come down to a handful of plays. I don't think there's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch, and I'm excited about it. But again, we're going to dive into that a little bit more in just a bit. But I wanted to talk about Dan Quinn. Because a lot of people were underwhelmed by the hire myself included, but then you hear the introductory press conference, you hear some of the stuff where he was on with Craig Hoffman, he was on with the Rooster this week, you hear some of the remarks he's made, and you see why people like him so much, and I don't know that anyone that was hoping for Ben Johnson or someone else is necessarily just fully on board with Dan Quinn yet, but I think people are coming around on what this guy can be and the leader he can be. I want to talk about one of the things he said that I think stood out the most. We'll talk about that next here on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Chris playing stuff for all the Swifties out there. 
not going to lie, I like Taylor Swift too, so you can keep this playing if you want all day. <laughs> now, I want to talk about Dan Quinn. Toby Altizer with you here until 3.15. We'll turn it over to Capitals Hockey. Is there in Boston to take on the Bruins today? Looking to snap a six-game losing streak. Hopefully, Ovi can keep the goal streak going with a win this time. Goals in three straight games for the great eight. We're talking about the Commanders, and I, I think a lot of people were down on the Dan Quinn hire. I think a week after, now that we've been, been able to hear from him, kind of get to know him a little bit, he's very personable, very respectful, very well-spoken, great guy, it seems like, and it's understandable why so many people like this guy around the league. I mean, a 57-minute introductory press conference where he answered every question, very insightful answers, wasn't just one or two-word answers, didn't sound like a an experienced guy. I mean, this is a guy that's been a head coach, so I don't know that we really should have expected any different. This is a guy that's well-loved around the league, so I don't know that we should be shocked by any of this. But you can hear all the coach speak, you can hear all the cliches, and I think he did a good job of, of avoiding that. But there was something that he said in his introductory press conference. He echoed the same sort of sentiments when he talked with Craig Hoffman later on in the week, uh, this past week on the Team 980. And I want to hear those comments because, to me, this is what's most exciting about Dan Quinn and Adam Peters and those guys working together. This is what excites me the most. It's so important for us to find guys of things they can do versus things they can't do. And uh, I can remember early on as a coach here at a scout table, like, oh, he's a little slow, he's you know, not very long, but he said, man, I can't wait to watch him. You know, was, I want to find the unique stuff that a guy does have and then how do we put him into this. And so if we bring a guy here – I want to make sure I'm very clear to Adam to say this is how we would feature this player. He's the, you know, the F tight end. He's the second halfback. He's the starting, you know, defensive end. Whatever that looks like, and then we can push that player into that vision. Quite honestly, when players leave college, they don't know what their vision is, and that's our job to help them get there. And why do guys develop faster than others? Sometimes the vision of what they can become is so different than what they did in college. They were chose a college, the system changed, the coaching staff changed, whatever it might have been. And now you put them into a space that you know how to feature them. So why do late round draft picks and free agents take off? There was a specific plan for how that guy could be used. And that's the connection I have to be able to give to Adam as often as I can. And that's what I think is the most encouraging right there. Hearing a coach say, I need to find what guys are good at and put them in positions to succeed. Because to me, this is what makes a good coach, a great coach. I think that's the difference between them. When you think about the good coaches, the great coaches in the National Football League, it's guys that can make things work. And I think this is how I would differentiate good and great coaches. Obviously, the bad coaches can't get the most out of their players, can't fit them in the scheme. I think the good coaches can make guys fit into their scheme or, or guys fit into their scheme and they make it work because of their scheme. And then there's the great coaches that are able to adapt everything to the best part of their players, to make the most out of their players by maximizing their strengths and finding ways to make sure that they're playing to their strengths and not by exploiting their weaknesses. And I read a fantastic article the other day by Benjamin Solak of the Ringer about the Kyle Shanahan offense and how it has evolved to the point where he basically said, you know who's not running the Shanahan offense anymore? Kyle Shanahan. 
he's evolved it to his guys because he looks and says, I can use Kyle Juszczyk in this way, which is unique to my football team that the Rams don't have or the Packers don't have. All the teams that are running the Shanahan offense don't have a Kyle Juszczyk. Or I can do this with George Kittle because Kittle can do this that Tyler Higby can't with the Rams. Or Brock Purdy is not capable of doing this that Matt Stafford is, so I'm not going to make Brock Purdy do that. And I think that's what separates the good coaches from the great coaches in the NFL. Because honestly, like as much as we like to hate on Dan Quinn and and people were down on the hire, I don't know if you're going to say he's a good or a great coach, but the guy went to a Super Bowl. I know Kyle Shanahan helped with the offense. I get all those extra things. But hearing some of the stuff from him this week makes me think that he can be a good head coach and lead the football team as a leader of men. I mean, this is a guy that, like I said, went to a Super Bowl and he afterwards, after everything kind of fell apart, hired people to look at it and say, hey, this is stuff that should be done differently. This is a guy that's humble, understands he needed to improve, and hopefully he can apply those improvements here in Washington and it can work out. But what I like to hear is that he's going to look for the strengths in players and play to that. He's going to look for what guys can do and figure out ways to do that. You think about guys around the NFL. If you just focused on what they can't do, then so many guys would be limited. But there are so many players in the National Football League that weren't first-round picks, that weren't second-round picks, that went in the fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh round, that have turned into good football players. Why? Because they don't focus on the limitations and why they didn't go in the first three rounds. They focus on what, okay, this guy can fit in this role. I think this is something that we've seen in other sports really happen. And I think especially in a sport like basketball and even in baseball, you find a specialty. It's kind of been taken away a little bit in baseball, but think about before they put the three batter minimum rule in for pitchers, they'd find some lefty in the bullpen that could get out lefties at an absurd rate, and they just bring them in and strictly to get out lefties. That's what they were there for. They were never asked to try to get out a right-handed batter. They were just asked, get out the lefty. You have a guy that can just be a power pitcher. He might walk some guys, but he's a power pitcher. Specialists in a lot of ways. You see this now in the NBA. Can the guy drive? Eh, not really. But he can play on the perimeter, play good defense out there, and he can shoot threes. Okay, that's all I need him to do. He's a role player. That's all I need him to do. I think the NFL is starting to see some of that where guys can be put into their specific role and make it work. We talked about this with Brock Purdy. You know, when you look at Brock Purdy, if you put him on another team where he had to be the driver of the offense, it probably doesn't work. I like Brock Purdy. But it probably doesn't work if he has to go somewhere else and he has to be the number one option by creating everything for the offense. But he's not. He's not in a system where he has to do that. Kyle Shanahan knows that, and he has a way to work around it. So I think that the difference between the good and the great coaches is as simple as that. Can a guy find the strengths of a player and maximize them? Think about what Dan Quinn was able to do in Dallas with Micah Parsons. He's a unique guy. He's a unique player. You know, maybe he doesn't work out perfectly if they don't deploy him in various ways. And maybe that's not a great example because he obviously worked out. I think back to the 2020 draft when Chase Young was drafted number two overall. There was another guy that I really, really liked coming out of Clemson. Very versatile. And he was someone that if they were to pass on Chase Young for some reason, I liked his versatility on defense. I wouldn't have hated taking him pretty early. And that's Isaiah Simmons. And look at the career he's had. It's been all over the place. Hasn't been the stud that... Many people expected him to be. Why? Because the Cardinals drafted him, and I don't think they had a clear plan at all. They said, we'll just draft this guy off talent. We'll figure it out later. No, when you draft guys, even in the first round, 
if they're unique like that, you need to have a plan. And so hearing Dan Quinn say that, he said it again on Hoffman's show uh, earlier this week on the Team 980. You can go back and listen to that on the Odyssey app. But hearing that from Dan Quinn was maybe the most encouraging thing out of all of this. He's not going to focus on what guys can't do. He's going to focus on what they can do and try to put them in situations to do that. And so, you know, I was looking through Pro Football Focus's top 150 free agents that are available. And we can maybe talk about this if we get a chance later on in the show. I don't know if we'll get a chance to do it. But just looking at some of the guys that I like that maybe you could bring in, just especially on defense. Frankie Louvu is ranked 34th, according to them. He's an off-the-ball linebacker who's not necessarily the best in coverage, but decent in the run and can rush the passer pretty well. Sounds like a guy that Dan Quinn could find a way to use him as a pass rusher, right? And, and, and find unique ways to use him and not just put him one-on-one with a tight end. That's something that I, I, I did not like so much about what Jack Del Rio did last season. We can think back to the Eagles game. We can think back to the Bears game. You have a first-round rookie, and I like Emmanuel Forbes. I still think he can be a solid player. But he fit more in that zone match scheme. He definitely was not a press corner. But they're putting him one-on-one with A.J. Brown. They're putting him one-on-one with D.J. Moore. I didn't like those matchups, especially against A.J. Brown, even if he were more experienced, because you just look at the frame. If it's a jump ball, A.J. Brown's winning that 10 times out of 10 against Emmanuel Forbes just because of the size difference. That's bad coaching. That's bad coaching. Good coaching is saying, all right, Forbes, I don't know that you can really cover A.J. Brown here, but as a guy on the other side of the field that's known as the Slim Reaper, (laughs) similar body style, maybe cover him. And so I think that having some of these pieces, and this is what I talked about earlier, the team looks far away from the outside. But imagine if you put Forbes into the right system. Imagine if you find ways to make Jamin Davis a little bit better at his linebacker position. Imagine if you bring back Cam Curl and find different ways to deploy him. Imagine on offense if you find some things with Jahan Dotson and Terry to get those guys more involved. It seems devoid of talent. I wonder if the talent wasn't misused and it looks worse than it actually is. Let's take a break here. When we come back, I want to continue talking about this. Dan Quinn said he's going to focus on the strengths of players and try to play to the strengths. That's really encouraging to me. What else did you like about Dan Quinn, and what do you think about the Dan Quinn hire overall? 800-636-1067. We'll continue talking about this on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.